Benifer is back. Brad and Jen are friends again. And Paris Hilton is somehow still making headlines. 20 years later, we're living in the world that the 2000s tabloids created. On this series, I'm going to tell you the story of a decade of American life through the trash we love to consume. From Spotify and the Ringer Podcast Network, I'm Claire Malone, and this is Just Like Us, the tabloids that changed America. Listen on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the Ringer NBA show presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find out what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like three-minute markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available. And listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 years and older. 18 and older in D.C. and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Arby's. Arby's better not catch you slacking on snacking with their new two-for-five-dollar chicken wraps. And your choice of ranch, barbecue, honey, mustard, and a bonus flavor called Incredible Value. You can't taste it, but boy, is it sweet. Arby's two-for-five-dollar chicken wraps are here for a limited time at participating locations. Visit an Arby's near you or order ahead on the Arby's app. What's poppin'? Logan Murdoch here, Raja Bell there. Raja, how was your weekend, buddy? Big things, bro. Big things. I'm, my weekend was great, buddy. I'm a little tired. Got in late last night, but I'm good. You good, man? You good? Mm-hmm. You doing all right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. All right, I got a quick question for you because I, I was I was you know perusing the uh, you know the newsletters the uh, the websites everything just to you know find content for us yep. right yep and I came across you know the uh, Celtics celebration of Kevin Garnett and um, one notable thing happened um, you know Ray Allen was in the uh, in the stands. And uh, or not in the stands, he was on the floor, and you know KG's doing his monster speech, and he tells Ray Allen to come over, and they embrace for a hug, and then Kevin Garnett says, "Retire his jersey, damn it!" And all thing was kumbaya and all these things, right? And I just want this is coming on the backdrop of just a decade, nearly a decade of just like. You know, back and forth, sublims, all these things. And I think I just want to ask an overall question because you've been in, you're in this fraternity. Why are you NBA players so petty, man? Why? Why? Why y'all do why? Why why does it do that? Why do you guys do all this? Why does it take all these things? And I'm not specifically talking about Ray Allen and Kevin and Kevin Garnett, but it's just, you know, it's a just a, a sports wide thing of just pettiness. Why? Why does this happen? Why do NBA players do this, Roger? Why does it take so long to bury the hatchet? between athletes why well i think it's i think it's a generational thing first logan like i don't think today's nba player um in 15 years will have the same sort of uh relationship um or lack thereof with with the competitor i think there's way more 
kumbaya now. You grow up playing each other in 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 every kind of AAU game and select team, and and you're at all these camps together, and so you develop friendships. We were we were laughing yesterday in the in the RV back from the Elite Eleven with my son. Um, shout out and to I was saying to my dad. Shout out to him. Shout, shout out, out to, to Didi, uh, Golden Gun up there at that bad boy. But we were saying, my dad and I, um, a little one of Dia's like contemporaries in the class of 2026 for like best quarterbacks in Florida was was shouting him out on Twitter and was genuinely excited for his accomplishment yesterday. And we said to each other, like, man, that's that's pretty cool that these guys can be competitors like that, fighting for the same thing and still be cool with one another, like genuinely, because we couldn't. Like my dad's generation and my generation, which Kevin Durant and, and Ray Allen fall into. Kevin Garnett. I'm sorry, Kevin, Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen. Um, you know, you had a chip on your shoulder, a different kind of chip. There wasn't as much interaction. You couldn't reach out via social media and and know what was going on with everyone. You, there wasn't as much um, national event type of situations to be in where you really got to know someone. And so there was this chip and there was this guard and we played like that. And you didn't let people in that much unless they were your teammate. Now, clearly those two were teammates, but I think it speaks to the overall mindset of a player from that generation where it was like a war. You know, when I went out on the floor, I had convinced myself that somebody on the other team said something about my mama. <laughs> Every game. Every game. Even if I had played with you, like, I had whipped myself into such a frenzy when I went back to, uh, when Phoenix came to us after Phoenix traded me. And Steve Nash was, you know, my best friend in the league at the time. But Still one of your best friends now. <laughs> I was going to try to kill him. Yeah. You know, like, and I had just been traded like two weeks ago or like three weeks ago. I but saw it was just, a clip of you the other day. I was just, I just, you know, just saw a clip of you. It was a regular season game against the Lakers and you're wearing Kobe's and you get in this, you were in Utah and you're in this motherfucker's face because you're going full court press on him. And like, they have to hold you back because you're talking so much shit, Raja. That's, that's, that's where we're painting a picture of a type of player you were back then. This was like a fucking mundane January game, but go, but go ahead. But no, that's what, that's the way I played. And not for nothing, like that's a viral clip. I've seen it too. And a lot of jokes have been had at my, um, at, at <laughs> you know, at my expense, but it's the way we played. And Kobe was like that too. Don't get that twisted. Now, I would often get the short end of that stick, and my job was the thankless job, but Kobe operated in the same space. Every time you saw him, it was on. Like, and, you know, was those it like that with KG that you, too? Every time you saw KG, it was on. Every time. It was locked in, mumbling, cursing, um, you know, just cursing at he you, was cursing worse. at himself. He was worse than me in, in that. Like, you thought he might be crazy, but he might be, he might, he might be off, you know? And, it's just the way he he played. And Kobe was more refined with his. Like, he was a lot more subtle. The camera didn't catch as much. But, you know, the reactions that you see, like my reaction in that clip, that wasn't just, like, me bugging out. That was a – we had been at it for a while in that game. And so, you know, that's the way a lot of us played in that generation. So I think that's a long answer to your very short question. Okay, so now have you as you've seen that, right, because – I think when we we there was a turn of this new generation coming in of just like really liking each other and there was a pushback to that, right? There was just like, wow, these motherfuckers like each other and things like that. Can you just set me the example of like what is it like when a during your era, right? When you're coming up, do you guys just not know each other as much? Do you guys are isolated from is it a little bit more isolation when you guys were growing up to to 
to what what do you think are the seeds of this much like vitriol when when you feel someone crosses you even if it's like cuz we the 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 Ray Allen situation in in Boston is very nuanced right they tried to trade him a few times and then he that's a short short story they tried to trade him a few times and he said well fuck it i'm going to sign with the Miami Heat you know i don't and then on the other side you got Kevin uh, Garnett say, talking about loyalty and things like that what do you i think my question is what were what precipitated all of this um you know, this type of reaction to someone leaving in a way that it's just not like that anymore. Well, we weren't, we didn't, the era right before us, there, there was almost no star movement in the NBA. You know, like you, you know, MJ's and Larry's and, and, and magics, like not of your own not doing, you know, you weren't picking your destination and just casually moving around and starting fresh. I have no beef with it now, but I mean, that's, it just wasn't happening. So in our era, we hadn't, and, and the collective bargaining agreement was different. I don't think people wielded the same sort of leverage that they do now. So you just weren't used to seeing it. And, you know, Ray was a star. Now to your original point, no, there wasn't as much national opportunity for really, really good basketball players to all be on the same floor 10, 11, 12 times a year. That didn't exist. Now, there were camps and stuff where it did happen, but it was far less uh it was far less opportunity to do so. So you didn't you didn't get to know each other. And then then, you know, the social media, like I couldn't follow all of your stuff and like it. I'm not present on your Instagram page. So, you know, you don't know that I fuck with you like that, even though we live in opposite sides of the country, you know, like we're not cool. We can't DM each other like that. There were no text message and there was no phones. You, you just, you didn't have those type of relationships that people have now. So the familiarity wasn't there. Um, this is interesting to me because, you know, Ray played, Ray's from South Carolina or played in South Carolina for high school and came up in South Carolina and Kevin Garnett too. So I don't know their personal history that preceded them playing together with Boston. I don't know if there were some, some sour grapes or some seeds, you know, sold when they were younger that that just kind of festered underneath. I don't really know what their relationship is, but I think KG felt betrayed. I think he felt like they had, you know, something good cooking. They were right there. They were, you know, they were dominated. LeBron felt like he had to make the move to to get out of the to get out of the East. And I think he feels like if Boston didn't didn't lose Ray, they would have kept riding for a while. And so that's just, you know, that's a personal beef, brother. Speaking of personal beef, Roger. I am glad that, you know, we, we have a, a chance to talk about this. Um, on Thursday, there was a game that we were, like, lightweight previewing. We couldn't really preview it the way we wanted. We couldn't really talk about it the way we wanted to because it hadn't happened yet. Right. And that is the the Sixers-Nets. Um, <sighs> was just a – it was just a – down. It was just a beatdown. Beat it was a beatdown, dude. Um. <sighs> I I remember there was a time there was a, a point in the podcast where um we were talking to Sharks uh, from Upside High. Make sure you guys go check that out. We were talking to Sharks and I just brought up the point of just like, are the are the Sixers just gonna go out and just, you know, just run the table? Is that what's just gonna mm-hmm. happen right now? And both of you guys looked at me with the like, hey, chill, relax. Also, what are you even talking about? What what what? And I'm like, well, no, they got like, you know, they got Joel and B. James Harden is running a four three forty, and you know, it's gonna work out. Right. None of that happened. 
None of that happened. Absolutely none of that happened. I thought that it was th- this was a game where Kevin and Kyrie were locked in in a way that just you don't really see often. Yeah. You probably see that. You see that definitely not in the regular season. You don't see that. Those are usually those performances are usually locked in for the playoffs where they're just hitting everything. I think in the first couple of minutes, you kind of saw this, the tone being said when Kevin just went down the lane and just dunked it, just just yelled obscenities to the front mm-hmm. to the front row, just some old school shit. But my question to you is: We'll talk about the Nets' point of view in a second, but I want to talk about the Sixers' point of view because all season Joel Embiid has been asking, "Yo, can you just give me somebody? Can you give me somebody? Give me a piece. Give me somebody that I, I just need. I'm doing my thing. I can roll with it. Just give me something." And then that piece. Just lays an egg at the biggest in the biggest juncture of the season. I don't know. Is this tenable? Is it, are we are we gonna? What, what was your reaction seeing that 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 performance by Philly? My my reaction was that clearly that meant more to Brooklyn than it than it meant to Philly for one reason or another. It it meant more. It meant more to them. Um, sometimes hostile environments can galvanize a, a, an opposing team. It looked like that happened. Right? They knew that they were going into. Um, they knew what the level of, of vitriol for Ben Simmons was going to be in the building, the booze, and they were they were ready to go. I would throw Seth Curry in the mix with Kevin Durant and Kyrie came out setting a tone, like just locked in. You know, he had just been traded. He was on that shit. I told you I was on the first time we saw the Suns. Like, hey, yeah, the points will be proven today. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it meant more to them. They were more locked in. They were more focused. You could Their energy was greater. You could feel it. Um, Philly, and as it pertains to James Harden being the piece that Ben Simmons needs, I believe him to be that. I believe him to be that, and I'll, I'll temper it like kind of a bit because I will. I will acknowledge the fact that they hadn't played great teams yet. Like they hadn't played really, you know, any great team to see what that looked like against higher level of competition. They were kind of running through you know, lower, lower rung teams early, but it looked good. And I still think it will look good. The end game is to win a championship in Philly though. It's not, it's not to be in the Eastern conference finals. It's to win a championship. And what I'll say about that, I'm not here to bash James Harden. I'm not going to do that. Um, is he's got to figure out how to consistently be an NBA star in the moments that define NBA stars the most. That's when your team needs you the most. It's it's quite frankly, you know, what will determine your legacy as as you know the career winds down. And as of now, he has not delivered consistently in the big moments. Now we can say he has at times. You could say you know his teams have suffered injuries that have impacted their ability, and all of that's fair. And I'm not here to bash him. I'm simply saying you. You have to be consistently better in those big moments. And if he can't figure that out, they won't win a championship. Because now it's now it's you know, now it's starting to become a narrative, Logan. Like a, a couple times you're like, mm, okay, mm, you know, mm. uh, yeah, coincidence. Like this is a pattern now. I was gonna say that. I mean, we everyone can say, oh, it's just a regular season game. Oh, you know, that wasn't a regular season game. That was like one of it wasn't a playoff game, but it also wasn't a regular season game. There's no, just, no, no, no. No, that was a playoff game. That was a playoff was. game? Okay. That, well, it was a playoff game for Brooklyn. Yeah. But I, I'm saying it's, it, you know, like during the season, there's like a couple games that, you know, that set the tone. 
right? They're that, those, that, that, yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? It. I didn't mean to interrupt. I'm sorry. But that's a playoff game. That game, after everything that transpired, that's a fucking playoff game. We're on the same page here. So right. I'm just, you, you brought up a pattern. And everybody could say, but you could say, I'm, what I'm saying, though, is you can make, there's going to be the casual fan that says, oh, man, it's just a March game, right? It doesn't really, it doesn't mean anything. But when you talk about James Harden and his legacy, and we're always in legacy talk, right? We're in this space where we talk about legacy in real time and how how these little moments, you know, play out and over a course of career. But I, I would just like to just point out some things, right? Um, let's just go a couple years ago, right? Where, you know, 2019, you have a game six at home, semifinals, right? That everyone is expecting you to win against the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Undermanned Warriors. You don't figure it out. Right, there is a uh, 2018 conference finals. Guys with 60, 65 wins, I think the the uh, Rockets had something along the line. They had more than 60 wins. What happens? Go into the Western Conference Finals, have a three two lead in the Western Conference Finals, have a game seven at home. Roger Bell, game seven yeah. at home. I know what the Phoenix Suns did at a game seven at home once upon a time. Go took care of business. Doesn't do it. In fact. We're up 20, missed 20-something threes in a row at home, lose the game. Then you have 2017 where, you know, you guys are, you know, you're an MVP candidate. Just manage Ginobili and Kawhi, just take your lunch against Spurs right? when, when you're playing against the Spurs. Then 2015, I can go down the line, 2015, when you said that Steph shouldn't be MVP, you should have been MVP. Fair point, because if 2015 James Harden was a monster. Right. Go and play against the Warriors. What happens? You lose in five. There's a pattern here. It's a pattern. And he's also in this age. I don't know. He's in his 30s, right? He's, it, he's not a he's not an old guy, but he's not any, he's not getting any younger. And so you would want to see that sense of urgency, I guess is what I'm saying. When you say the guy, you know, everybody all the reports and anything you hear about the league is that, you know, you left because Kyrie, you know, he had you messed up. Well, you know how you even prove that Kyrie had you messed up and you were right? Go ball out against Kyrie. Nah, that didn't happen. Yeah. Kyrie's out here muscling you in the post. Kyrie's out here uh, hitting threes in your face. Talking cash Kyrie was shit. as locked in. Kyrie was as locked in defensively as I've seen him in a long time. Kyrie and we Kyrie Here's the thing about Kyrie, especially defensively. Like, he doesn't play defense a lot, but he can play defense. What? Yeah, absolutely. When, especially when he's locked in in the biggest stages, dude can play defense. He was locked in, Kyrie. You know how you prove that you were right? You do it on the floor. Especially in front of that Sixers fan base. Roger, what does the Sixers fan base think right now? What, what do you think? What's, what's going on? What's going on in there? What, what is the talk show? What do you think the streets are saying after a performance like that? No, people, people in Philly, they, they can't afford right now, okay, as a fan base, to turn on someone else, especially this quickly, right? It would be a terrible look. We talk about the optics for players, you know, when you're going somewhere new and, you know, now it's not working again and you want to leave. And if you're always going somewhere and that's happening and it ain't the places you're going, it's you. Philly can't afford that. They can't afford to turn on, on, on James right now. You're not going to hear that. Anywhere. You can't go out anywhere in Philly right now, uh, mainstream, and hear people, you know, 
Are they holding their tongue though? Are they like, are they like, but, <laughs> okay, okay. But if you go to the underbelly spots, right? If you can find the local barbershops in whatever neighborhood you're you go going to. South to, Philly, North Philly. If you could, yeah, you you could tap in to the undercurrent, not the not the stuff on top. The barber that still wears the, the Allen Iverson jersey from 01. You, t- you tap into that, and there's some grumblings in Philly about what happened. It's just not bubbling. And here's yet. why: because you hit a very good on a very good point when you talked about um energy. And what was the term you used? You said you wanted to see him. Damn, I, why can't I recall what you just said, man? You, we kept talking. But it basically was was saying that... He needed some oomph. Yeah, that's basically what you were saying. And so what I look at as a player when I watch that game is... is and, and, and I put myself in, in, the, in his Philadelphia teammates' jerseys. And I'm saying, damn, what would I need from James Harden tonight in an environment like this? What 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 would we need from a from him as a team to be successful? And yes, it would be dope if we got the point rebound assist production that we're used to seeing. But NBA teams are malleable. Like we get it. We you're not gonna play great every night. Like we we can move on the fly and shift and pick up pieces of roles. We can do that. Like it's not, you know, you know, stars are stars for a reason, because that's not an every night gig for me. But if I have to step out of my room, and hold you down with with 10 more points than I usually score. That happens all the time, right? Like, boom, we can get different stuff from different places. But what we really need out of you is to look like yourself. Mm-hmm. Not, not in terms of production, but in terms of body language, but in terms of leadership, but in terms of general fight and spirit. And that was concerning to me. I, that's what didn't speak to me as, as a former player trying to, trying to put myself in someone else's shoes um, about James Harden that night. I felt... I felt that he let them down in that regard. Like, shit, bro, you're having a bad game. I talk to kids about this shit all the time. Matter of fact, one of, one of my youngins was up there at Elite 11 yesterday. He plays on my basketball team. And he played, he performed well under his standards, Logan. And the conversation to him was this. Hey, bro, that happens to everybody. Don't let your face say it. Don't let your body language say it. Be a fighter. Every time I look down there, I should see you fighting this inner fight with yourself to continue to 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 try to get over what's what's ailing you today. I looked over at you. You look defeated. When you look defeated, everyone in the building knows you're defeated. Like you you should be out there talking to yourself. Like, come on, baby, I got this shit. I could do it. Come on, dogs. Hey guys, I'm straight. I'm straight. I got it. Come on, baby. Here, one more time. Let's go. That's what I would have needed as a James Harden teammate from James Harden, even if I was picking up his slack in other areas. And they didn't get that. Philly wants you to fight. They want to fight. There was a moment in the beginning of the game where and it goes back to your point that it's an overall mindset, but there was a moment in the beginning of the game where Joel Embiid gets it in the post and Kevin Durant one is hacking the fuck out of him, but puts a shoulder in KD and then they go at it, right? Yeah. I love that shit. I love watching that shit. I know you love that shit too. Yes. Where yes. they're just where they're just talking shit. Basically, I'm here. Mm-hmm. I'm here. Yeah. I didn't see that from James Harden. And I think I, I wish I would have. I don't care about I don't even care about the stats. I don't care. I wish I wish James would have went two of forty seven. Right? I didn't see that. I just I didn't see him in the frame. I didn't see that. If a player has you messed up. I think I just wanted him just to be present. There was a, it was, if 
I wasn't in Wells Fargo Arena. I have I have not had the pleasure of going to a Philly game before, but it was it looked lit up in there, bro. It looked it looked different up in there. There it was the I think somebody said it was one of it was the highest ticket in like a few years. All the boo boo. This is some Philly shit. They pay y'all pay a lot of money to boo people, which I can respect. Right? <laughs> they paid a lot of premium to see the Nets go down. And you know Philly fans, they want to see blood. They want to see blood on the mm-hmm. floor. Right? Yeah. Joel Embiid provided that, but he's only one he's only one guy. He's only one person. He's only one player. I like I would have wanted to see my new teammate just get in some shit. In James Harden's I, yeah. defense. In James Harden's defense cuz I am with you 1000%. Maybe what you're articulating is kind of you know, a situation like in high school when you when you're like a freshman and you're about to play in that real big rivalry game mm-hmm. and everyone around the school that's been there for a few years knows how much it means to the school yeah. and you just don't really have you've never been in that environment, you haven't had enough experience in their jersey to know what that means to the school. And so you're not like I've seen that happen. So maybe just given if I I could is what I'm saying. James, James Harden didn't really live in Philly or breathe in Philly or wear a jersey long enough to know what seeing Ben Simmons and the Brooklyn Nets come in there meant to the town, the city, the state, and Joel Embiid. And you could see what it meant to Joel. It ain't mean nothing. I'm, I'm 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 I let you say that, Roger. You know when you give me the look like yeah, yeah. You know when you give me that look when when I try to be devil's advocate, I'm giving you that look right back. You're bugging it's right fair, now. Fair because I, I don't believe you, it you either. But I mean, for the show purposes, you didn't believe it. You tried to do it. You did not believe yeah. that. I looked at you in the face, and I could say, I know when you're serious in argument. I knew that. I mean, you, <laughs> you were reaching. That was a that was a Space Jam Jordan final scene reach. Except it didn't. You didn't make the shot. That's what that was. It's fair. It's fair. Fair. How many? How if if if. This continues to happen. How many months do you give like the Philly or weeks give Philly before they turn on this team? No, they can't turn it again. They can't turn on this team. They're the playoffs. It's got to be playoff failure. It's got to be an epic playoff failure. Because what's going to happen is if they get into the playoffs and they play well and they just don't get over the hump, but it's not a meltdown and James Harden doesn't have, you know, the moments that we're talking about. Uh, and they just get beat by a, a good team, and they're they're out there in the Eastern Conference. Then what you're going to get out of Philly is okay. This was this was you know, we, we this is going to be our next year play, right? Like we knew it was going to take a minute, and you know, yes, we wanted it this year, but it didn't work. Next year we're going to be fine. That's what you're going to get. They can't turn on them yet. Now, if it's an epic meltdown, and you've got a series in hand, or one of those situations that you described earlier transpires where. You know, James Harden just disappears and Philly tricks off a lead. And yeah, I, I mean, that's a different animal. Okay, Raj, I have a question for you. Now, if I'm looking at the standings now, Sixers are a two seed at the moment, tied with the Bucks. Um, mm-hmm. And Nets are an eight seed in the play-in. Um, I don't know what it has what has to happen. I'm not, I'm not well-versed in that. But what if the first-round matchup yeah, yeah, you're messy just like I'm messy. You are messy just like I am. I see you. He is. You guys aren't seeing this right now, but he, Roger, has the biggest smile. He uh, he's doing he's doing the <laughs> he's doing the Harlem Shake right now. He's brushing his shoulders. If there is a Nets Sixers first round matchup, though, Raja, yeah, and that is the epic meltdown that you were speaking of. Because I'm gonna be real, I'm gonna be very real. 
if especially like if, if it's some shit where like I don't know if Kyrie can play, and that's another thing that I don't really want to talk about right now. But if Kyrie can't play and he can play the road games and they still win in like six, if the Nets win in like six, then what happens, Raja? Then what's going on? Yeah, that's the that's I mean that's it's that time to be messy. It's time no, to be no, 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 no. Right that that's the situation that I was talking about. Okay. With gasoline on it. <sighs> like you've just ignited. Now you're talking they about just Kyrie. Said, you know half, what? They just said, you know, the what? time. And yeah. then Ben Simmons comes back and then like... If Ben Simmons is present and playing well and whooping that ass, oh my God. And Kevin just says, I'm just going to like, we're just... And they, and they have a rallying cry, Kevin and Kyrie and the rest of the Nets just say, we're going to win it for Ben. We're going to win it for Ben. Oh. oh, now mind you, like Philly fans, ain't nobody saying that's going to happen. Don't hop in here with like, oh, these two. No, well, this is make-believe world. If, if ifs was a fifth, people. Here's the thing, but though. If, Here's the thing, though. If that were to happen, if Here's that thing, were to happen, though. Logan... They're you out. know who's we're actually on Philly's fan side though. We empathize with Philly fans. They're they're thinking this shit too. They're thinking this too. Yeah, sitting in that barbershop this morning, somebody's thinking that shit. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All, all my Broad Street bullies. Y'all know what it is. Y'all see it's it. It's Monday. Hey, do they cut hair in Monday on they, Monday in the they Bay? They don't say so stewing right now, Raja. They're stewing. So on Who's Tuesday. That? Philly fan. Oh, Philly fans, yeah, they're stewing. They're yeah, stewing yeah, yeah. right now, right? They haven't even like our OG barbers ain't even had the chance to talk shit. Well, maybe on Saturday nope. talk shit, but it ain't. It's not. It's not the same as that Tuesday. Is that Tuesday during the week when you in the trenches and you got a lot of time mm-hmm. to think? You got the whole weekend to think about this. It's unfortunate, man. I just. Oh. He's hey, hey, well, you know, this is what separates. We. I hear the argument for people saying everything doesn't have to be defined by championships or big moments, and why can't we just let people? Well, the reality is they're separators. Of uh, you know their levels to this shit. We talk about it all the time. And so when you're putting yourself in multiple MVP conversations and you're doing that and you're playing at a, at a certain level and we expect to see you at that level, um, the the rest of the people that fall into that level in that category, we have to separate them somehow. And whether you play in big moments um, and whether you can overcome those moments and succeed, like those things become separators of people at those levels. And it's a fair conversation to have because as of as of today. What we have as a sample size for James Harden, that like the answer to to whether or not he can do that consistently enough to win a championship is no. Now, you know, I actually hope for Philly that he's great. That Joel Philly deserves great. it, man. Like, yeah, I just want you know. Part of me also thinks this, man. Like, if Jimmy Butler would have stayed on the team somehow, that's a perfect marriage. That would have been a perfect marriage. I don't know if they would have won titles. I don't know how big that ceiling would have been. But, man, that would have been a team that Philly loved. That's random, but I just, you know, I just thought about that. Yeah, I mean, if you could get to where you're saying, if you could get to a point somehow in this magical NBA world where you had Joel and B, Jimmy Butler, and James Harden, is that what you're telling me? I mean, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I, mean, just, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Also, man, also. No, but I mean, like, if you asked if you had that trifecta of talent, like, I mean, great. yeah, it'd be dope. It'd be dope. All my Broad Street bullies, keep your head, man. Keep your head, you know? Hey, all my Broad Street, broad, broad street Barbers, please don't be nicking nobody fucking up their line just because you upset. Please don't do that. Don't do that, you know? <laughs> um, but let's take a quick break. I want to talk about the rest of the Eastern Conference. This episode is brought to you by Arby's. It's 3 p.m. and dinner is still hours to come. Maybe lunch didn't quite hit the spot. That's where the new two-for-five-dollar chicken wraps from Arby's come in. Available in ranch, barbecue, and honey mustard. They're perfect for the afternoon snack attack or as an add-on to your meal. Arby's two-for-five-dollar chicken wraps are here for a limited time at participating locations. 
Visit an Arby's near you or order ahead on the Arby's app. This episode is supported by State Farm. Man, I remember when I first got into a car accident, it was pure frustration because I did not have State Farm. And now that I do have State Farm, it is an exclamation of pure joy. But the only words that you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. This episode is brought to you by Nissan. Level up your next four-wheeled adventure with the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder, built to navigate you to some of Earth's most awe-inspiring spots with seven drive modes and all the power you need. Get the thrill of the drive in every moment of your journey with the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. Ra, we are back. So, took a little field trip on Saturday. You know, there's only a a few players in the league I know you, you're kind of far removed from this and like you don't ever leave the house for shit. You know, I don't know, I know this. You don't ever leave the house. But there's a few players in the league that no matter what, if they're in the general vicinity of me, I have to go see. No matter what. Um, there is, I think it, it's, it's Kevin, it's Steph, it's Luca, it's Ja Morant, friend of the show. Um, it's... Uh, and another guy that's always on that list, no matter what. Trey Young's on that list too. Um, yeah, but Giannis Adetokounmpo. You know, I, I it, Giannis is one of those guys. I circle on the calendar. If I'm going to be in town, I'm going to go watch him, no matter what. Yep. I have to go see him play basketball. So he came to the Bay Area um, with an undermanned Buck squad. You know, Pat Connaughton wasn't playing. Uh, Brooke Lopez was not playing. Uh, but Middleton was playing and he was playing and, and Giannis was playing. You know, they had enough of a squad and they just got ran out of the building. And um, I don't want to take stock in, you know, I haven't watched a ton of Bucks games this year. I don't want to take much stock into it. But the way I saw their roster makeup and, you know, they're a big old school team with a lot of older bigs. You know, they got Serge Ibaka yep. who could still hit that three and he will let you know about it. Um and they have Brooke Lopez, who's coming off of a of a of a long term injury, um, who's you know, 33, 34 years old. And, you know, it's just an old school type team. And I'm just I just wonder about them because, you know, they they ran the table last year. Um, and as of right now, they're tied for uh, third in the in the um, in the Eastern Conference. But a lot of people have them in the favor to come out of these. I just from what I saw, I think got to pump the brakes a little bit. Okay. Well, I, I would then let me let me reverse our roles. What a, what about what you saw gives you pause um, for for making the claim that they could come out of the East, given what we know about the flaws in the rest of the teams, yeah, in the Eastern Conference. I think the biggest thing is just like I'm not a fan of like. I haven't fully, I, I know the league has like gone, just done this reverse of just going, we're going to go big. We're going to go fully big. I'm just not, I'm not on board with that just yet. You know, I do think that, you know, we've, we haven't talked about Miami a ton, but I think Miami with their influx of guards and a mobile big, like, um, Bam Metabio can really wreak havoc on a Bucks team. And, 
that's something that I, I know that they're good. And I, I think, you know, I think the more that I think about it, I just don't know about this Eastern Conference. I just don't know what's going to shake out in this Eastern Conference because every team has question marks. And is that, I think my overall question and something that I've been thinking about is, is that good for the league that we just don't have a clear-cut team that's just going to run the table or two clear-cut teams that are just going to run the table? Does that help us because we have more fodder um, to talk about because we really don't know anything and that we get, or is it, is it bad that we don't have like a, a like a clear cut favorite on honestly, either, either side of the, uh, of the NBA? Um, I think overall for v- for viewing purposes, um, it's good that you don't have a clear cut favorite. Um, at least for me, I know, you know, super teams, people love them and stuff like that, but I like watching, you know, not not knowing what the outcome is going to be, and and kind of being surprised at times. I don't I don't want somebody running the table. I think the Eastern Conference is as interesting this year as it's been in a long time for my money, just because of the uncertainty. I would I would agree with you that I don't trust Milwaukee necessarily. Like I said it, I don't know what was this a few was it a month ago, a month and a half ago maybe. Yeah, and we were talking about Milwaukee, and you made the point that I had to acknowledge that Brooke Lopez you know, hadn't been there all year. And maybe that's what my eye was kind of like, you know, subconsciously missing. And, and it is, it is after reflecting and watching like that without Brooke Lopez, like you, you are, that was a huge part of who your defensive identity was. And they are currently sitting outside the top 10 in defensive efficiency for the first time in a while. And a lot, a lot of that in large part has to do with that big, shot blocking vertical presence at the rim. Like Brooke Lopez was a really, really good defensive piece for them. Um, and it gave them depth in the front court. Um, it gave them someone that could, you know, uh, pick and pop on the offensive end and knock down, knock down three, stretch the floor, keep space for Giannis with the big having to honor that. Like it gave them versatility and missing that. I, I wouldn't have them head and shoulders above anyone in the East. Now I still think they could win the East, because I think they're a, they're a tough out in the playoffs. You beating them on a night in Golden State, okay. Mm-hmm. Locking down and stopping what they could become in the playoffs, like when they're going ISO with with Giannis, and then then they're going ISO with Chris Middleton, who wasn't great by the way in Golden State. Um, you know, they, they Drew Holiday when he gets to cooking, I think they're built for the playoffs more than more than some teams, and so I don't I don't see it. Is being that, that why easy you think they get the benefit series. of the doubt from most observers? Because every time I see people talk about the league and who's going to go to the title. It's make sure you guys, it's goes to the Bucks, which is true. They're the champs. Like, of course. But do you think that's the reason why everyone is like, hey, they always give the Bucks the benefit of the doubt no matter how good or bad they play, at least from a national standpoint. Is that because that they're a team more built for the postseason? Or I just, I always, I always feel like there's always a team that people just say, yeah, man, just make sure, you know, they're, they're the team that you need to focus on when they also don't always earn it. Like, yeah, there could be there could be some of that, and it could be laziness, is what you're saying right now, where you're like, oh, they won the championship, so it's got to go through them. Like I, I don't necessarily operate like that, um, unless your roster is is sound and kind of the same. When you're missing a piece like Brooke Lopez, um, and you've lost some of your depth, I don't think you can treat it like that. Now, I do believe um, that some people are, are are looking at them because of what they've been able to do defensively in in years past when they're whole. And how how long, athletic, versatile, 
you know, they can become and how hard it is when they really lock into what you're doing, how hard it can become to score on them. But if you're not factoring in the slippage that, that's there in the numbers and the fact that they don't have Brooke, then again, you're kind of being lazy with that. I think more than more than anything, what people are looking at is they were they've proven, you know, that they can run that gauntlet and win the chip. Giannis is as dominant and unstoppable a force as there is in the NBA. And then you've got, again, Chris Middleton, who's now a perennial all-star, and Drew Holiday, who's one of the best guards in the league. And you can put those two pieces on your two best offensive wings in most scenarios, and they can, you know, I'm not saying stop them, but they can put up a, a good fight. But So I, I still like the Bucs, but I, I like Brooklyn if they're whole and they're playing well down the stretch if Ben Simmons is is kind of integrated into the mix. I like the Sixers again. I don't think James Harden is going to poop the bed. I don't. I think he'll be okay. I don't. I really don't. I think, and again, do they win a chip? I don't know. But I think he's going to be formidable enough. Like the team's going to be all right in the playoffs. They're dangerous. And I like Miami. But my my concern about Miami, and I said this to a dude the other day, not that you asked me, but allow me, okay? Um, they just, I don't think they have the star. They mm. don't have the dude. They're, they're, the closest thing they have to it offensively right now is Tyler Hero. Yeah. Try, yeah. Like, like yeah. Jimmy hasn't been that dude this year offensively. Yeah. What do you... Where um, you're like, you hey, man, we Celtics? need a bucket. You think about the Celtics? Yeah, and the, the, the Cs too. I, forgive me. But the Celtics, the Celtics too, because they have two dudes who can get buckets, and they're, they're one of the best teams in the league defensively. And that's... You know, God, dog, bro, you're going to get me out. Maybe it's the coffee kicking in. I don't know. I got I got you in a bag bro, right now. I got it, you flustered right now. It is about defense, bro. Yeah, yeah. Also, the Bulls kind of regressed to the mean, too, you know. Facts. Uh, you called that? Uh, I, I don't know. I just, and you're right. You know, after we talk all this, Bucks are, Bucks would be the team to beat by that all that logic, right? They are. They're the champs. They're number two. They'll figure it out. But. It's just interesting, man. Like I, I think, I think all I'm saying is we don't know what the fuck's gonna happen, and it's I think, I think that's what's hard right now because we, uh, for the last few years, we've been able to pencil teams in, right? Yeah. Like first was the Warriors, and it was the Lakers, and the and the and we always we thought the Nets just had a just you know we just thought that they were you put three all stars like that together, superstars like that together is gonna we're gonna figure itself out. It's just. Interesting to look at a league now that where there are no answers. There's clearly no answers. I think it's exciting. Yeah. No, I do. I think it makes for, or at least hopefully, it'll make for some really entertaining, you know, early series yeah. in, in this year's playoffs. No, I'm excited for it. Um, LeBron is, is creeping up on Carmelo on that scoring record. Hey, Bron, get them buckets, dog. So about just all, get the buck. Just, man, it is just, just get the buckets, bro. We're not going to talk a lot about this, but it's hard to watch the Lakers now, man. Get it's the just, buckets. It's hey, hard. Fuck it, man. Get the it's buckets. Hard. That's what people are coming for. Yeah, that's what people are buying tickets for in LA right now. Unless, unless you couldn't no, get seats me, to the let, no, I mean, dog, unless hey, you hey, unless you hey. couldn't hey. get seats to the big game and somebody just gifted you seats to like hey, that's, bro. ain't nobody coming. They, they're coming to see LeBron nah, people, get fifty people, right people, now, dog. They're, they're and stare down people's girlfriends. They're staring down. That's when they're coming to see LeBron. The people, show that is LeBron James. People, people, <laughs> you a wild boy. People go to Laker games no matter what, man. They, you know how LA is. They just want to be seen. That's true. They just people That's just want to be seen. And Crypto Arena is a great place to be seen. They'll be at the games. That's true, man. Ain't nobody. Okay. All right. All right. All right. They don't go to Clippers games. Clippers been good for a long time. They don't go to that, outside, those games. Outside of the fact that people go to the 
the crypto arena to be seen? Is it more likely that they go to the game to see LeBron James score a bunch of points right now or to watch good basketball and cheer for a Laker team that they think could win a title? Which one of those is more true after? That's fair. That's fair. But even like their devs are not going for entertainment value because even in the wake of like LeBron being like amazing and he has been amazing, those games have not been good, bro. Those games suck. Now, what I would say to anybody listening, if anyone's listening, go see LeBron. You d- you deserve it. If you're an NBA also, fan, I didn't say that earlier. LeBron and I, I just have to just do this just for the record. LeBron is also like obviously a guy you have to see whenever he's in your region, bro. Whenever he's in within close proximity, LeBron James. Oh, you wanted to go back and check that box? I had to. You, like, that's an you egregious box, box. <laughs> not to check, bro. That's very. That's terrible. That's not good. That's that's not that's no, not a man. good place. But I would pay. I would pay right now to watch LeBron in the quest uh, to pass. What Carl you mean, Malone. bro? Like every time you 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 can. I'd be telling you this all the time. You can get into arena at any point. You just don't like to. I, you just don't. Do you do think it. I can? You think I, I can? know you can. How? How would that work, bro? Are you serious right now? Well, I just walk up to the gate and be like, let me in. Nah, bro. You know how many people you got where you live that you know that can get you into FTX Arena? So, no. So, spell this out for me because I don't, I don't, you work. just don't I, like to do I, it. I don't ask to, favors from anyone like if I don't thing. have to. So, explain how this works. Who do I call? Tell me who I call Not, with the heat. I never played for the heat. Tell me who I call because people ask me all the time. Bro. Like, hey, bro. Are you tickets? Who do I, I, I call? I told you this Logan? already. I was like, yo, you know, Leandro Robosa might be going, you know, go see an old friend, you know, go see what somebody. Are you talking about? I mean, yeah, I could call go see, go, somebody call on the staff that you would want to see, I, bro. No, Anytime yeah, you want, you know everybody in this league. You just don't uh, like. You just don't like getting out the house, and you just like don't like driving, bro. Like I don't. You could do it, but you over. I, I'm just. I live forty we hold minutes it, from though. the Miami. We hold people accountable on this now. podcast, bro. Because I know you would do this. You call bullshit on me all the time. I'm calling bullshit on you, saying that you would go out and go watch. So you're saying, all right, all right, all right, all right, big game. Let's say a Heat game that is the Heat are not playing someone um, that I have a personal relationship with. So I can't call someone on the Rockets and get a ticket because I don't know nobody on the goddamn Rockets. So you're saying I I would be able to just hit up the Miami Heat. I probably could. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. What the fuck? I, I hit up Steve and I hit up Steve. Yeah, yeah. Okay. God damn it. All right. Fine. I don't LeBron like going to the fucking games. Through. It's too Thank far. You. The you. parking is too fucking obnoxious. Thank you. I, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't like it. Sorry. You got kids. You don't want to fucking get them ready to go and shit. It's okay. It's it's, it's just like, it's, yeah, it's a it's lot. It's 12 o'clock by the time we get home. My five-year-old's up at 645. Like, who wants to do that shit? Also, bro, like, and I aspire to this. I say this at, at some, at like, with all love and respect. You're washed now. You don't want to do all this shit, bro. You, It's a lot of fucking work to go all the way to Miami and fucking go to a game. You just said I was washed, bro. You washed me. Yeah, that's I how mean, you did me. You acted like what you <laughs> just say, bro. What you just say? What you just say? Priorities change, dog. Like what? What? I just said I aspire like, to it. It's not too much. It's not that bad of a. It's not a diss. I mean, I get me a nice like bourbon or a, or a cab and sit on the couch and I can pause and rewind. My feet are up. You see how like, you're they, saying my toe, right now? My you toes don't right hurt. Now? My toes don't hurt at the end of the night. Like. I mean, and, it and, just and, sounds so much t- better. You, and I know when you go to arena, you got to talk to people you don't really want to talk oh, to and shit, and you're duh. just all talked out. You're leaving by the third quarter, no matter what's going on in the game. You're leaving. You're not going. You're not staying for the whole time. Oh, no, 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 no. We're out there at halftime. My son said to me the other day, do you know how many conversations I have with people where I'll have one of my sons next to me? 
And they'll be like, yo, dad, who was that? And I've, we've talked for three minutes. And I'd be like, I don't know who the fuck that was. <laughs> and they'd be like, they'll just be laughing. And I'm like, I don't, I dude, I don't know who that was. Or like the other day, I was hysterical laughing. Some dude said something after a three minute conversation and he busted out hysterical laughing. So I just busted out hysterical laughing and he walked away and Ty was standing next to me. He said, dad, what do you, what do you say? I said, Ty, I don't fucking know. That's how you and just get was- out of conversations though. That's all that is. You just get out of conversations. <laughs> I told him it's a lot easier that way, Holmes. I just keep it moving. So those are the reasons I don't go to games, Logan. Yeah, you so called don't, me don't out. give Good me that shit. Where, yeah, yeah. Don't give me that shit. I know you. I, yeah, I know you Good wouldn't you. do it. I know you wouldn't, wouldn't do it. Maybe LeBron, if he goes and like, if he was going to, if you knew he was going to break the record that night, but Maybe. he would have to break it in the first quarter and you're leaving by by halftime. Full disclosure, I might go to the Brooklyn game when they're in Miami a couple weeks. Or, yeah. Might go to that one. I might see you there. Oh. Um, oh, oh, oh. What? what? Did I say Breaking. that? Oh, what? Did I say that? Oh, I don't know. Did, did I okay. say that? I don't know if I said that. Did I? Okay. Huh? What What did you say? Uh, what? Message of... Okay. Um, <laughs> did you watch Snowfall yet? Have you seen the last episode of Snowfall? No, no. I'm no, you really haven't busy seen it this weekend, bro. Yeah, let me chill. Right, we'll, uh-uh, don't do it. Do right, not we'll do push it. That. We'll, we'll push that. Have Make you, sure you watch it? Have you, have you watched that? Uh, what's what's it called? Uh, the Laker, the Laker uh, winning time. I have winning time. Winning I've time. only seen. I've only seen. I've seen an episode one. and a half. I've seen. I've, I'm like halfway through the second one. I like it. I like it. Yeah. I, I know that there's a lot of stuff going on about like Jerry West and like all the stuff. I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I'm, I'm here for just the entertainment value and I, I don't really care about it. It's a dramatization Jer- and I'm, I'm just going to watch Jerry it. doesn't like the way he's been depicted so far. Bro, did you see how Jerry's they, been depicted, bro? Bro, they went in on Jerry. <laughs> they went in on Jerry, bro. I would be mad if I was Jerry West. <laughs> Comma, however, but I, it's, I don't got nothing to do with me. That has nothing to do with me. Facts. Uh, but... It's it's really what you think of it. I think it's really good. I like it. I I really do like it. I liked it too. I you know, a little peek behind the curtain. I would I would have been too young to known to have known any of that. But it's it's been fascinating so far. One episode in, I'm like hooked. You know, I'm, I did the debate didn't have to sit in the water too long. You got me. Uh, yeah, we, we out here. Also, man, um, you are so far behind on this. Uh, billions. I'm out in Chuck Rhodes. I'm out on him. I was, I was a Chuck Rhodes oh. guy. You know, I was a Chuck Rhodes stan. Oh. Uh, the last two episodes, I'm fully caught up, by the way. The last two episodes have just like broken my heart. I'm broken. The right roller coaster now. ride that is Chuck Rhodes. I am broken. It will take you through this emotional journey of, of I just fuck. Oh, you're out on Chuck Rhodes. bro. Like, oh. Just the way he does Wendy Rhodes, I just can't do it. I just, I just, I can't. You know I'm a Wendy Rhodes stan. You know I'm a Wendy Rhodes stan. Yeah, I mean, that's complicated, man. It's a complicated thing. I'm I'm back like a season, I think. And so I am at the point where, where am I at? Chuck just hit her with like, this is what he wants from, from like, yeah, from, from the settlement. And I'm at, I'm kind of at that point. So I, I. I'm back. I can't. I can't really get into it. But I'm still at a point where I'm still at a point where I'm Team Chuck on that whole, you know, thing because, you know, like I'm still Team Chuck. You see why I was Team Chuck. You see why I was Team Chuck for like a bit, right? You see why where I'm at with it, right? But I'm also a whole season ahead of you, and I'm broken, Raja. I know. No, it's not fucking broken. Sad. You've made me sad because now that's what I. mm, It's gonna (sighs) loom over every episode I watch. I'm just gonna be waiting for him to. Fumble yeah. the bag. Yeah. I mean, as he typically does. He never wins. Um, and that has been another edition of, <laughs> of, our, of our Monday Real Ones. Make sure you check us out every Monday and Thursday. 
Man, we had some cool little episodes recently. You guys want to go back, watch our, listen to our Mavericks week last week. Listen to mm-hmm. when we had Mark Cuban on. You know, we had Cubes. Jonathan Sharks. We got some, we got, we, we coming with some hitters, man. We got some stuff going, dude. All right. Make sure you guys go check out, um, you know, our Bomani Jones episode. You know, he had his show, Game Theory. That was pretty cool. Um, but uh, in the meantime, make sure you check out our ringer slate that is upside high this weekend with Waz. That is Fall in the Void. That's the void with KOC. Make sure you check out group chat. Make sure you check out the answer with Sirit Sohi and Chris Ryan. Make sure you check out the Ringer Music Show with Charles Holmes. I'm going to be on that on Wednesday. Make sure you check that out. We're talking Atlanta. Do you watch Atlanta? Watch Atlanta a little bit? No, no. Okay. Okay. That's not your wheelhouse. I don't think. What's that? That's that's that's, with Donald uh, Glover. Show with Donald. No. Okay. Whatever. No. Okay. To keep this (laughs) to like reverse this somber note let's keep the propaganda going make sure you check out r2c2 with who roger bale crestside clown vallejo legend cc sabathia make sure you check out black girl songbook with who roger bale keep it going ta- ta- town legend that would be town legend miss danielle smith we'll see you guys on thursday holla This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday, I'm still sleeping. I also like ease, and the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side-by-side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. So, start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today.